Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Hand you a note, you're like, oh, what's it say? You're like, your zipper's undone, you're about hanging out. <laughs> it was a nice message, I guess. When I, when I saw her give it to him, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, what's it say? <laughs> the kids are on fire tonight. No. <laughs> it's not one, it's the other one. <laughs> it seems like it's been that way all day. <laughs> Especially with the, the youngest. The oldest looks at me like, not me. Because <laughs> she's the oldest. So it's always the younger two. <laughs> but praise the Lord. <laughs> We're going to have a good night tonight. So you came to hear the word. And so obviously... We're the ones that need the word tonight, right? <laughs> Everyone else does too, but, but you're the ones that will be able to walk in it and with it and have the blessing, and so that's exciting. So praise God. So we'll just go ahead and pray, and then we'll just get right into it. Father, we thank you for our time tonight. Thank you that our, you're blessed this time. I thank you that you're opening the eyes of our understanding so that we can see the word of God tonight. And see us in your word and the hope to which you have called us to know your promises this night and your faithfulness to us because you're our God. We thank you for it that we walk out of here different. In Jesus' name, amen. And so uh, I have a message tonight. And you may say, well, it seems like we've heard this before, you know, because when you go to church all the time, It almost kind of entwines all the time, and you think, well, yeah, I've heard this before. And your, your tendency is to start thinking of, you know, what I have to do tomorrow, what time I have to get up for work, and different things. Your mind will start wandering with you or on you. <laughs> But just keep your mind in tune. Keep focused, because it's kind of like we're going to, you know how, um, like, football players, they all go in the back to the locker room. It may be called something else, but into that locker room before they come out and play the big game. And so it's like we're all in the locker room tonight. So I'm going to be your coach, <laughs> and I'm going to give you like a pep talk. So that's gonna, how it's going to feel in your spirit, like, well, that's good. Amen. I can conquer the world now. But we're going to walk out and we're going to live it because God didn't put us here for nothing. He has a reason. He has a plan. He has a destiny for this church, <laughs> for you, for your life, even these kids. <laughs> and so we're just going to look through the word tonight and uh, find out how we stay focused on the plan that God has for me. Because it seems in this day and in this hour and this time that many are really straying away. You can look around and you can say, yep, I think I'd agree with that. <laughs> There's always something more important than being in the house of God. Yet in the Bible, God, he, he put a scripture in there just for this. And he said, even more so in the day, in the, the end of days or how, in the last days, I think is how it says, even more before I return, see to it 
that you stick close, that you attend the services, that you're in your church, you're getting fed, and praying and staying strong. Well, why does he say that? Because you have to know when Jesus is coming. And if you're out going to the ball game all the time, not that that stuff's bad, so don't hear me like that. There's just an extreme. The world is very extreme in everything. Maybe you haven't noticed that, <laughs> but you, if you just turn your TV on, it's extremely, wow, just all kinds of things going on. And so what we see, God told us it would be, but we're not going to be in that, that group to say, no, we're going to stay focused. I'm going to fulfill the plan of God. Even when the devil tries to get me to go this way or that way, I'm going to stay focused so that I complete the plan that he has for me. Amen, so it'll be good. So we're going to start over in Exodus chapter 3 tonight. If you don't have a Bible, you can just follow along and listen. <laughs> you can, yeah. So, have you ever had God talk to you about something? Or he brings something to you, and you just kind of disregard it? Or when he brings something to you, maybe it's a thought or an idea, or, and you're like, oh, that, that would be really great. Yeah, I can see myself doing that. But then we walk away from it, and we just never think about it again. <laughs> I know he does that to you all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> God's always talking to us, right? And how many times do we get distracted away from what God has told us to do. Because maybe it seems so big, and we're like, how in the world am I going to do that? I have something in my plate right now that just kind of sits there and keeps going around and around and around. I've made a couple calls on it, and it just keeps going around and around. And I, like, I know what to do, but yeah, I, I don't know why it's so hard just to take those steps, but it's been real. I've never had something so hard in my life. That's how I feel. So I'm there with you. It seems too big for me or like something. I'm like, oh, I don't think, I don't think I want to get involved in that. <laughs> you know? But God said, I want you in the mix of that. I feel like I'm like Moses, like give him every excuse. Why not me? <laughs> why somebody else? And so we're going to look at just the faithfulness of God tonight and how we can stay focused and not move in fear because that's what keeps us from doing it, but move in faith. So Exodus chapter 3, verse 10 is where we'll start. This is a story of Moses bringing the Israelites out. So over in chapter, verse 10 is where we'll start. It says, Come now, therefore, and I will send to you, or you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people out, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And so this is when he, he saw the burning bush, and he was like, oh, what, what's going on here? And then as he moved a little more, God began to speak to him through that. And then God said, they're talking about what's going on. And then God says to him, hey, hey it's you. <laughs> You ever been talking to God and then it's all of a sudden it's you that he's talking to you about doing that thing, not pastor or, <laughs> or uh, 
Chuck, the children's minister, or this one or that one. He's talking to you about doing that in church. <clears throat> and he said, but Moses said to God, who am I? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Not my train, my verse. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you. Hasn't God told you before, I'll be with you? But why is it so hard for us to believe that? And I think it's because we're so full of distractions or things that we see around us that we believe more in those things than what God said to us. When you think back to our church alone, from where we started, I mean, a lot of you weren't even here when we started. I don't think any of you were here when we started. But we were away, we were over on Linden Road, leasing a building. That's how we started. Leasing a building, set up, tear down every single service. Set up, tear down, get home late. We were both working full-time jobs. The next day you get up, you got to be at work at 8 o'clock. I don't know what your schedule was, but it's GM. <laughs> and so we had to go to work. And boy, on those Sunday, on those weekends, when we had something on Saturday, like a community event, and we did that all day Saturday, and then we had church all day Sunday, because I think we had morning and evening. We came back in the evening. Not that that's like a big thing, but <laughs> a lot of churches are changing things now. So we, we were packed all weekend with our schedule, and we worked all week, did it on the weekend. And there were some mornings when I would sit at my desk, and you just felt like you'd been hit by a, tra- a truck. And I just wanted to, like, bawl and just cry because that's how I felt. Like, God, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. In those moments, isn't it awesome that in those moments, somehow God gets you through and God pulls you up out of that and brings you up so that you can see things different. And so we went from there. Then we, we got the building over in Lambden Road. And then, after those years being there, God brought us into a place. And God brought us here. And so, the story of our story is much like this story when you go through it. We had to spy out the land. And so, if your pastor came to spy out the land and he did not look at it as Caleb or Joshua did, you wouldn't be here in this building you wouldn't fulfill, he would not have fulfilled the vision for your church, ultimately for your life, to help guide you. And so it's a pretty big deal how we view things. And the world trains us to view things through the scope of, like, our senses or our emotions or if we're up or down during the day or each day, oh my goodness, you could be up one, one minute of the day and then somebody tell you something you didn't like and it just takes you right down. <laughs> well, that up and down roller coaster is not really the will of God, but that's how the devil constantly pulls us back and forth, back and forth. And so have you ever felt like, I call it like a teeter-totter <laughs> in the plan of God? So sometimes you feel like you're doing it, and then other times you just feel like you're way off in left field somewhere, and you're nowhere near what God has for you. But yeah, that's just a lie of the devil. 
because you're really smack dab right in the middle of where God has you. And God's faithfulness, he's faithful if I miss the mark or if I get it right. He's still with me. God said, he said, I'll never leave you. So if he said, I'll never leave you, we just sung about my hope is in the promises that you've given to me, that you are to me. Well, if he said he'll never leave me, then I just, I choose to believe the word. Even though I don't feel like God's with me, I may not feel like I'm following after the things of God like I ought to be. Because the devil constantly tries to pull you like that and distract you. And if he can get you far enough away, then he's got you. But then sometimes you'll come back in. And you can see that just with like people in the church. There may be people here you're like, man, I have not seen them in a long time. Just the distractions of life. But more than that, it's just the devil. It's just the devil. And you might say, well, how can I help people? Pray for them. If you just take 10 minutes out of your day and start praying for people in your church, then that's God's heart. And God will start trusting you and showing you faces or people that need you to pray for them. And you, you, you'll see them come back just because of your prayers. We've seen that time and time again. People have been gone for years. All of a sudden, they pop in again. It's like, we've been praying for you. <laughs> and um, so it's good to see them. But Moses said to God, he had every excuse to God why he was not the man of this hour. <laughs> to do what God had called him to do, to go before Pharaoh. So he told him, I can't speak, I can't do it, I'm not trained. You ever told God that? I'm not trained to do that. (laughs) Children's ministry, I'm not trained to do that. (laughs) Or nursing, no, not gifted for that, not trained. But God said, you're the person I have to bring these people out. And so when we go over to Numbers chapter 13, God commanded him to be courageous. He says, I command you to be courageous. And over in Numbers chapter 13, we'll just start um, in the beginning and then we'll go down. It says, and the Lord spoke to Moses, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. And so God always made his plan known to Moses. And from day one, he said, I've got that land for the children of Israel. My children, that is their land. But they were nowhere near that being their land. But God said, it's yours. And so way before they went through all this stuff, God said, it's yours. It was whether or not they chose to believe God. From each tribe of their father, you shall send a man, every one, a leader among them. So it goes down through all the tribes. And then in verse 16, it says, These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go, he was very specific, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains. So I'm just going to take a little side note, because when I was studying this, you know, when you study the Word of God, you always see something new. 
<clears throat> so Moses was like their pastor at the time. He's given them the vision. God is telling Moses where to go, what to do, how to be, that I'm with you. Just go do it this way. And here it says, he told, told um, Moses exactly how to do it, and Moses told them exactly how to do it. He didn't just say, go over there, you're going to check some things out, and then you're going to come and let me know if we can take the land or if we can't. It could have been as simple as that, but it wasn't. Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not. Be of good courage. They're getting ready to go to this land they've never been to ever before. And God said, be of good courage. But it's kind of like a pastor nowadays. He'll const- he's constantly giving us vision every Sunday. Vision for what's ahead. Or even maybe uh, there's a ministry in church and he's saying, do it this way, go this way, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't sound like that, but you know. <laughs> and so we can come back at that and say, well, I think we need to do it this way and go that way and go all the way around this way. But sometimes men and women of God hear from God. Not sometimes, but they, they hear from God how to do it. Especially when it involves impacting a community. And so we can be like um, the children of Israel. We can keep looking back and we can look around us and we can say, Oh no, Pastor, that's, that's not right. Haven't you seen? Don't you see? There's no way. Or we can just say, You know what? I believe God, and I believe what you're saying. Yep, we can impact this city. I don't care what they're saying, or I don't care who's here, who's not here. We can do it. And so it's the same thing here, that when they heard this, or when he's sending them out, they can look at it one way, or look at it a different way. And so let's keep reading. So they went out. Or went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin, as far as Rehob near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to Hebron. And so we go through all there. You don't need to know all those things. Then they came to the valley, blah, blah, blah. We'll come down. <laughs> they returned. Here we go. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. 40 days! I don't know about you, but... That's a long time. <laughs> and I would probably start getting a little antsy. <laughs> like, can we go now? We have seen it. Can we just go? Forty days it took them to do this. <clears throat> you wonder what God was talking to them about all, those, all that time. So he says, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. Verse 27, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is in its fruit. That's exactly what God told them. It'll be a land that flows with milk and honey. And so they're verifying it truly does what God said is true. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, 
The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites. So they're saying there's all these people that are against us in this land. Then Caleb (laughs) quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. One man. He's saying, yep, this is the fact. This is the fact. This is the fact. They have uh, large cities, strong cities, strong men, big men. For us to go in there, it's going to be tough, us against them. But he got everybody quiet because he wanted them to hear him. He said, yep, it is this way, but God's on our side. So we got this. So let's go possess the land. But the men who had gone up with them said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their eyes, too. So we were small. We're small in our eyes. Therefore, we got to be small in their eyes because they're real big. It's all in how you look at it. Caleb didn't see it like that. Even though the fact was that which God had called them to was really big. And it seemed like too big for little old me to do. How in the world? But the spirit of faith on the inside of Caleb said, No, but we shall possess the land. And you would say, Well, how? He probably said, I don't know, but we're going to go do it. Because God said it's ours. And so God always wants us just to step out. Step toward the things that he's called us to do. It could be uh, serving in the church. uh, Even... I believe he calls people to go to church, to be in church. Everybody that's been in this church ought to be here still and ought to be thriving in the plan of God. But you can see that there's different visions. People get distracted, and we're not bad-mouthing them or saying, oh, dear Lord, you know, they need to get their stuff together, you know. Well, yeah, that happened because they're not in church. Well, that might be the case, but we don't need to let them know. We can just pray because it's vital that they come back and get into the plan of God. Nobody can talk you into your destiny except you. Have you ever talked to yourself? I'm sure we all do. Somebody say, I talk to myself all the time. Like, who are you talking to? Oh, just me. But you, you really do talk to yourself all the time. So you, you talk yourself into things, and you talk yourself out of things. You may talk yourself out. There's obviously people that talk themselves out of coming to church, whether I'm tired, I've been working all day, and we're, which we all can understand. Or you talk yourself into getting up, getting ready, and going. You you talk yourself into trying maybe new foods or out of it, like, no way, I'm not trying that. 
Mm-mm, I have a kid here kind of like that. If he's very adamant, I'm not doing it. He's already talked himself into it before he sees it. <laughs> nope, not going to do it. <laughs> so we do that all the time. But if you can talk yourself out of something, then you can talk yourself into something, which means I can talk myself into the plan that God has for me, even though it seems there's no way possible that it will come to pass. It doesn't matter what it is. God's given us promises that says it shall be. And so the devil will constantly try to talk you out of that thing that God has for you. Over in Psalms chapter 55, verse 22, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord. He will support you. I love that version of it. Cast your burden on the Lord. For he he supports you. He's with you. God will never let the righteous be shaken. So I like to look up words when I'm studying the Bible. So I looked up the word burden, which we probably all could say what that is, but I looked it up for you just so you could hear it. It says, that which is born with difficulty, (laughs) obligation. And under it said, even like leadership, you're trying to lead others or lead people, it can be burdensome, difficulty, trouble. Anybody have any trouble? That which is carried or a heavy load, that just a weight that's on you. Maybe you've got a lot of things to do. God, does, he doesn't even want you to carry that load. When you break it down, there's nothing that is valid for you to carry. And when you, at the end of it, it says, God will never let the righteous be shaken. You look up the word shaken, it says to move away or to sway, to tremble with emotion. You ever been so upset? You've got a lot of emotion. Either way, real angry or maybe crying. <laughs> to become unsteady. So it says, if you put that in the script, God will never let the righteous to become unsteady. God will never let the righteous move away or sway, be swayed away. Another one is trembling caused by fear. Well, we know that God is not in fear. And that is from enemy. So cast your burden on the Lord. He will support you. So we're going to go over to Deuteronomy chapter 31, and this is kind of the end of Moses and the Israelites. So we've seen what God has told him. We've seen that it matters how you look at something, how you see it, how you view it. Because it matters what you're saying about it. Because whatever you're saying about it is what you'll end up having. So Deuteronomy chapter 31 says, Moses went and spoke these words to Israel. He said to them, I am 120. Wow, 120 years old. And he finally decides I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Today, I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. That's Moses. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you. So God's telling them, I got it. And you shall dispossess them. That means take it from them. 
Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. So all throughout it, he was very detailed at everything. This is what God said. This is how you have to do it. This is, he's going to go before you. God said, you're going to take it from them. I mean, God had already declared what it was going to be. And it just, it matters now how they see it. And if they choose to believe what God said, or if it's like, this is too hard. I'm out. (laughs) I'm just, I'm out. (laughs) Sometimes we feel like that. (laughs) In verse 6, it says, be strong and have good courage. He tells them again, he told them that back years before. Be strong and have good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel. So he's going to say it again in front of everybody. So he's making it clear. Be strong and of good courage for you must go with this people to this land, which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Do not fear. Don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of what comes against you. Don't be afraid of the lack that you see. Don't be afraid. God doesn't, hasn't called us to be afraid of people, of government, of anything in this world because he's on the inside of us. And if he's called us to do it, then we can do it. Over in Psalms chapter 42, this, these last ones are really good, so let's just go real quick to them. <clears throat> Psalms chapter 42. Now, I was mentioning to you, it, you can talk yourself into something or you can talk yourself out of it. So you can actually talk yourself into depression or you can talk yourself out of it. As funny as that seems. You start having thoughts. And if you take the thoughts and start meditating, that's just think. I haven't even said it yet. I'm just thinking about it. I keep messing up. I can't, I can't do this. Just that one phrase on, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. You may even be talking to God, Lord, I can't do this. <laughs> the, you just, I'm laughing because I just see, I can't. Well, now you really can't. So now you're saying it, I can't do this. And you're getting more into fear the more you think it, then the more you say it. And what we don't see is the more we say it, the further we go down. So just don't give place to it. And by that, just, just don't give voice to it. There ought to come a time in your walk with God where you just know, I'm not giving voice to that. I will not let that out of my mouth. And the Bible says to resist the devil. And he has to flee because you have authority over him. So those thoughts don't come from God. They're coming from the devil. And so God's word contradicts that I can't do it. Because the Bible says you can do all things. All is all. doesn't matter what it is. There might be someone that's better at it than me, but I can still do it. I can do it. 
And so over in Psalms chapter 42, we're going to see this right here in, this, in the Bible. So in verse 1, it says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. So this person doesn't sound real happy. <laughs> Talking to himself. While they continually say to me, where is your God? So he's listening to what he's saying to himself. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Did you see that? I used to go with the multitude, but where did they go? I went with them to the house of God. I'm like, ah! <laughs> there, right there it says it. You need to stay in the house of God. And I was with them in the voice of joy. I had joy and praise with them. So he's, he's, he's listening to all this as he's talking to himself. But then in verse 5, you see different, a different man. Why are you cast down, O my soul? So he's starting to talk to himself a different way. And why are you disquieted within me? And he tells himself, look, hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And you keep going, oh my God, my soul is cast down. But then you go down and he, in verse 10, My enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long. Have you ever had your thoughts talk to you all day long? And it seems like it's been a long day. And you are exhausted at the end of that day, but you haven't done anything? Because it's all been in your head. My enemies say to me all day long, where is your God? Isn't that what the devil says? Where's God now? (laughs) How do you feel now? And he says again, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted? He tells himself again, hope in God. He starts listening to his feelings, but then in verse 5, he starts talking to himself to put hope in God, and he brings himself out of that destitute place. He himself. So that's, that tells me that I can do the same. Because I'm going to have down days. I'm going to have days where things don't go the way I wanted them. I'm going to have things that didn't turn out the way I thought they should have turned out. But I can choose to hope in God and stay above it. And here's the last thing I'll, we'll talk about is Joshua 1.8. This is how you stay above it. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law must not, it says shall not, but shall means must. It must not depart from your mouth. Well, obviously you have to see it and read it to get it in your mouth or hear it to get it coming out your mouth. But he didn't say out of your eyes, out of your ear. It must not 
depart from your mouth. So that means I've got to have the word coming out of my mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So you can read the word all day long. You can meditate on the word, which is really great. But it has to come out of our mouth for us to live above our thoughts, above where we are in life, um, for us to get to the plan of God that he has for us. It only comes by the word coming out of our mouth. And speaking it day and night, day and night, day and night. So we're not going to listen to ourselves, but we're going to speak to ourselves from here on out. We're not going to let ourselves dictate to us, but we're going to let the Word of God tell us and dictate to me who I am, what I have, what I can do, what I can be, and who's on my side. You know, Miss Trina uh, had a word from the Lord. This was like years, a few years back. But it was, for God is on my side. For the blood, the first thing God told, for God is on my side. Just that alone sets you free. <laughs> Sometimes when you don't feel like God's on your side. <laughs> for God is on my side. For the blood has been applied. The blood has been applied. Jesus shed his blood. And so, you know, every, every night we're praying for, our next, for the next day. But adding to that, I have started to declare over our days. The Bible says you have authority to declare your day and what it shall be. Remember, it said the word has to be in your mouth. And so I may not feel real good and I may feel really down and out. But if I just start voicing, if I just grab one scripture and start saying it every day. I may say it really just, well, just at least I'm getting it out. Because <laughs> it will change my countenance and bring something different. But so we'll start declaring over our day. I declare. So I'm telling the devil, I declare Jesus is Lord over this day. This day. I declare that this will be a good day. I de- whatever you want to see, the Bible has everything. And I declare that I walk in health and healing this day. I may be hurting like every, you know, like you're crazy, but I declare. And everything I'm saying is the word. What the word says about me, about my children, about I declare over my kids. I declare over my marriage, your relationships. You have a voice, and it is about time that we use our voice. Flint, GVC, this world needs your voice. But the devil will try to get you to shut up and not use it. He'll, he'll get you to use it the wrong way and decide in with him instead of using it God's way and declaring the things that you want to see. You can declare things about your church. I declare that the word of the Lord is coming to pass. You may say, well, I'm not sure what the word of the Lord is. <laughs> well, if you need to know, you need to get with him or me. <laughs> but you can just grab some scriptures. I thank you, Lord. I declare that people are coming back to our church. They're no longer staying out. 
I declare that their eyes of their understanding or their eyes of their heart are opening so that they can see the hope to which you've called them. That's scripture. And so it only takes a little bit of time. And if you just are consistently doing it, it'll become a habit where you don't even notice you're doing it. But every day you're declaring over your day. And I'm, you will see a change in you. You'll see a change in your relationships. Those things that you've been wanting to see, that's where they are. But it's really up to us. Just giving voice to the word of God in us and in our life, in our church. Amen. Praise God. So you can go ahead and stand. Hey, it's 7.30. We did good. <laughs> so my daughter wanted to let me know it's 7.31. <laughs> you went one minute over. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for our time tonight. We thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, that we will be doers of the word. And we will be conscientious, Lord, to stay in your word day and night. We will be ever ready to get it out of our mouth to declare what you have to say over our days, over our church. We'll no longer be swayed away and shaken by our feelings and by our thought life, but we will be moved higher and taken to a higher place in the plan of God because we choose to see things different. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll see you on Sunday. I don't think there's anything going on. Mark Hankins will be up at Cleft of the Rock starting tomorrow night in Midland. It's uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life